Hi, friends. In honor of our podcast's first birthday, we are going to release a previously unreleased, except for on Patreon, uh, episode of Reba McIntyre's Fancy, which is mine and Julie's first ever recorded episode. This episode we recorded before we recorded any ABBA episodes just to see if the podcast was worth pursuing, honestly. Um, and I think it turned out really good for our very first podcast, even though you can definitely tell Julie's quite nervous. Um, so in honor of our first birthday, we hope you enjoy and let us know what you think. Hello, friends, and welcome to Thank You for the Music, the ABBA podcast you never knew you needed. We're your hosts, Lauren and Julie, and you're listening to Fancy from Reba McIntyre's 30th anniversary album, Rumor Has It. The song we're singing this week is Fancy, Dave Aude Remix by Reba McIntyre. Okay, so I do have some history on it. Do you want me to talk through that? Yes, I would love to hear your history. So, in just doing quick searches on Fancy, I learned this song was originally written and recorded by Bobby Gentry for her 1970 album titled Fancy. It's not, I was surprised to learn that it was not a Reba McIntyre song, but Reba McIntyre doing a cover of a song. Who is Bobby Gentry, for those who don't know? She is, is like a 60s, I, I guess, country singer. She was pretty popular for a couple songs. Uh, I guess her most popular song was called Ode to Billy Joe. Um, I listened to her second most popular song, Gentle on My Mind, and it was also very good. Liked it a lot. So yeah, she was pretty popular 1960s in the emergence of pop country as a, a genre of music, I guess. Very cool. Yeah. Did you did you do any research about the song itself? Um, a little bit. So the original recording is like very sixties, has some like big band influences with the trumpets and stuff. But overall, it's a toned down version of the Reba song. Uh, the original version is really good. So if you haven't listened to it, you really should. Reba always loved this song. The first time that she ever heard it, she fell in love with it because she loves songs that tell a story. And at first, her producer wouldn't let it happen, wouldn't let her record it uh, because it's basically a song about a sex worker. But eventually, Reba was working with a different producer and got to record the iconic song. Interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's what I learned. I was actually really surprised about that. Because like you think of fancy and you think Reba, right? And sex workers. And sex workers naturally naturally that's what i thought of when i heard the word fancy that and iggy azalea but (laughs) that's just me (laughs) what did you think of the song julie well i was gonna ask you Mm -hmm. just before we get into it and our our own detailed reviews one to ten what would you rate this song if ten is chromatica one is kids bop oh my god ten is chromatica i would rate I, I will do I will do three ratings off the bat. One. Okay. Give me give me the very first initial. Very well, I'm gonna give you the original recording, the Bobby Gentry version. Okay. I'm gonna rate it a nine. Wow. It's very wow. solid. It's very it's very different. It sounds you know, it has different influences. It's from the sixties. It's not this club remix of fancy. Liked it a lot. The Reba version, the original Reba version, also very good, 
but I'm going to say like a seven or an eight. Just because it's not, it's it's a little bit sadder, I guess. It's still very powerful. It it's is. still very like, mm-hmm. still very much an anthem, mm-hmm. but I don't like it as much as the remix version with its intense beats. I feel like it builds better. So what, what would you give the remix? Oh, probably about an 8.5 or 9. So Bobby Gentry beats out the Dave Audi remix. I think so. And it's hard to tell, though, because I do like the remix because, like, it slaps. <laughs> like, I just put it on and I want to dance. I want to dance around. But the Bobby Gentry version, I think, as a piece of music, is better. See, I did not listen to the Bobby Gentry version at 4 o'clock today when I did my research. So I do not have the benefit of hearing the original original. I only heard the original Reba version and then compared that to the Dave Audi remix. That's okay. How do you feel about the two of them juxtaposed? So my initial score for these two songs, Mm -hmm. I would give the original Reba McIntyre version a 6.6 out of 10 chromatica oh wow wow and i would give the dave audi remix a 5.3 wow interesting and i'm gonna tell you why i'm gonna tell tell me why why. please tell me why do you want me to go into my whole whole uh uh, you know scientific method yeah 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 yeah, 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 please the julie method yes the julie method i'll get into it okay Mm -hmm. so here we go zero to 0.05 seconds into the song it starts with a record scratch Already starting off on a good note for me. Very cool. I like that. Then, the Julie method. Here it goes. If you do not win me over in the first 30 seconds of a song, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. I'm skipping on to the next song. That's really interesting. There's a, a method for book readers that you have to, you should give a book like 100 minus your age number of pages before you decide to dump it. It's kind of the same thing. See, that's mm-hmm. my problem because if I, I I'm the same way with books because if I'm not if my attention is not grabbed in the first 30 pages of a book like To Kill a Mockingbird, my sister hates me because I didn't finish it even though we had to do a class project on it and everything and I didn't finish it. I just didn't finish it. But for fancy, I did finish it. I listened to it. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. The thing was, so the first 10 seconds of the song, I'm going to be honest, I didn't like it as much just because I thought it kind of sounded like the wedding version of the original song. Mm. Interesting. I see that. And I think where you're reading wedding, I'm reading nightclub. We're both reading dancing. We are. A disco. Is- a disco, which is big for me. I really like songs mm-hmm. that I can get down to, that I can dance to, that have a motivating beat. So I see, I see where you're coming from. So I said, I thought, I thought the first 10 seconds sounded like the wedding version of the mm-hmm. original song, something you would hear down south at, Deep in at a, a mix. wedding. Something you could, you could see your, your great Aunt Abigail and your Uncle Leonard clap off beat to. <laughs> And that's what I imagine when I hear the first 10 seconds. Then, here's the deal. What drew me in and what kept me listening to it, besides you told me to listen to it and you enjoyed it, so I figured I should give it a fair shake. What drew me in was at 19 seconds when I think it was the bass that came in and gave me a little mm-hmm. a little bit of funk, a little bit of kind of a rocker vibe to it. Yeah. And I liked that, and that kind of drew me into it. Yeah, for me, that's kind of my initial Julie method. Gotcha. That's really interesting. The first 30 seconds. I'm excited to hear 
um, when we get deeper into ABBA, um, your kind of take on the uh, the 32nd Julie test. Because I think that ABBA really does soar with the hooks. Oh, yeah. The hooks, the hooks, the hooks. We can talk mm-hmm. about, we'll talk about this more, but. Oh, we will. I have some drunken Twitter drafts <laughs> for, of reviews of songs. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. That talk, talk about the hooks, oh, of, the hooks of their songs. Give it to me. So anyway. I really like the first 30 seconds, and I think it's because it makes me want to bop around. I like the little, fancy wasn't my name, in the background there. I see where you're coming from now. Like, it does feel like it's in a mix of songs at a wedding that, you know, the DJ's trying to keep people moving and going. It has that vibe. But that's the good thing about it, is because it is one of those songs that people want to get up and dance to, and Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter who you are or what your age. Right. You just want to get up and dance to it and just scream. She said, here's your watch. She's a to let me down. <laughs> yeah. I have a note about that as well, but we'll get into that. We'll get into it. For me, the verses are pretty bare. It's very much just like Reba, some background singers, little hints of guitar in there. Yeah. Tell them the story, really. Tell them the story, really. Yeah. I like when the background singers go, lips. <laughs> Wrote that down. Loved that. Um, I must have missed that. Lips. One more time. Lips. Lips. <laughs> Can we talk a little bit about the name Fancy? Yes. That's interesting. I did not think about this until right now. Let's talk about it. Yeah. That's from the original original song, right? Yep. Yep. So why do you think that choice of name? What do you think? Um, I don't know because I think, I, I think it's interesting. It's It's a cool name. And I think it fits both the beginning, like, white trash kind of fancy, right? If someone's poor with the name fancy, you think, oh, like, this, they're white trash. You know what I mean? But then someone rich with the name fancy is, like, powerful and unique and cool. So I think those two juxtapositions of fancy at the beginning, people looking down on her for having the name fancy and looking down on her for what she does. And then at the end of the song, when, you know, she self-proclaims fancy was my name, you know, reclaiming her own name as a tool of empowerment. Yeah, I would I would agree with that because there's a negative connotation to it. At the start, you think, mm-hmm. oh, you think you're fancy. You think you're fancy because, I don't know, your mom bought you a new lunchbox. But really, it's like the secondhand lunchbox from wherever. And then, okay, now that you actually have money, oh, you think you're fancy. Mm -hmm. You think you're fancy, but really, you're just this kid who grew up in whatever. Right, right. I think it's important, too, for her to have retained her own name throughout this journey. Right. She takes ownership of it. She's like, yeah, fancy. She takes ownership of it at the end, yeah. Yeah, fancy, what's it to you? What's it to you? Hmm? Yeah. I like that. Lips is at 40 seconds, 39, 40 seconds, if you want to listen to it. 40 second lips. Lips. The, the lips is in the original Bobby Gentry version. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? I don't know. I, I thought about this too with, with ABBA, like the call and response kind of thing um, is really powerful. So I don't know why. It's there. I like it a lot. But why would you want your fans to call and respond to lips? What is it about lips? Oh my gosh, we're getting deep into some English. We're, we're getting, getting deep into, into some this. English class here. What is it about lips? That's what this podcast is about. It's not just about you and me just, I don't know, 
BSing. No. Mm-hmm. Fun of each other and drinking whiskey. We fancy. We fancy. We fancy. Here's your one chance, fancy. Don't let me down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about that in a, in a minute. About the here's your one chance, fancy. Don't let me down. Oh, I, I'm ready for it. I don't have anything written down, but it, okay. it's definitely something that I want to know. Um, lips. 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 Painting my eyes and lips. Lips. Her mom is passing on some torch of womanhood to her so that she can go out and become a sex worker. It could be. It could be that kind of sexual connotation to it. Also, the... Yeah. The the mm-hmm. power of lips and lip service as well. Yeah. Lips! <laughs> now, is it is it just so then she can rhyme lips with hips? Lips and I mean, the thing is, is lips and hips are two very feminine parts of people's bodies. Very true. Very, like, sexualized parts of people's bodies. So that's very probably true. why it's in there, right? Giving you the image of her lips, the image of her hips. Like, you know, like, she doesn't talk about the color of her eyes, right? She doesn't talk about her hair, that's right? That's true. That's true, though. No, that's that's smart. If she does do that, like you said, that call and response Yep, talking about the lips, then she talks about the hips, and that kind of mm-hmm. makes you think about her body mm-hmm. and move down her body in, in your mind, and and kind of objectify her in that way. Lean up to my hips. It was red. Yes. Yep. See, she's using that imagery. Mm-hmm. There's also, I think it's the next verse. She talks about a cockroach running across her foot. <laughs> So then you, so then you have, I mean, you have that continuous, right, right, downward glancing imagery. Wow. Yes. This is a story. This is a journey. This is a story. And I think it's interesting to note too, at least in my mind, when she says straight up to her hip, hips. and then it was red and it fit her good. I, I picture it yes. hugging her hips. I, I picture it, you know, fitting closely to her hips. So I think that that's probably another reason why there's hips in there. For that imagery. Yes. Interesting. Would you like to talk about the chorus? Yes. You have one more thing? No. Okay. I, I wanted to get to the chorus. The chorus is powerful. It says it all. It literally says it all. It says, how many words in that one line? One, two, eleven words in one line. How many seconds does it take her to say it? At least in this remix. That is something good to note you're right julie about how it's very quick someone's blending in my home <laughs> can you hear it talking about that talking mix. about that mix smoothie time in lauren's household so i did have i did have a few notes about that specifically mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. we've been joking around about it a little bit and I don't know if it's just the accelerated mix or the remix or it's just the way that Reba, Reba sings it. Mm-hmm. But in this version of the song, the lyrics somewhat run together in a kind of almost a, a garbled mess a little bit. And um, I know I, I joke around with you a little bit, but mm-hmm. the actual lyrics lyrics are, she said, here's your one chance fancy. Don't let me down, which is a m- mouthful and a half. Yes. Why did she need to say all those words in one line? I think part of it comes from the desperation, right? I think I think that is a part of it. Also, I think it's Fancy heard this so many times in mm. her life. She heard whoever it was. It was her mother? Yeah. Yep, is that who it was? 
She said, here's your one chance fancy, don't let me mm-hmm. down. So she's heard that play in her head over and over and over and over again in her head. And it's, yes. it's quick yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So she knows it like the back of her hand. She's heard it so many times. Right. I think that's why it ke- it keeps getting repeated over and over again in mm-hmm. the song. And I think that's why it needs to have that many words and it needs to be that quick. Yes. I think you're right. Um, and, and maybe I just add on to it that like, she's internalized it right it's something that she, you know her mom said to her once twice several times that she now says to herself and she clings on to it as her right. own little mantra that she repeats to herself i like the kind of internal half rhyme between chance and fancy i think that really brings a fun cadence to it using one chance fancy don't let me down it kind of makes them a little more staccato next to each other which is pretty cool mm-hmm I do like the way that Reba does emphasize certain words mm-hmm. and kind of just the way you did it with that hook there. Chance Fancy, don't let me down. She's She plays with that. And there's also a part, one of my favorite parts is when she says, an aristocrat. Yes. Yes. Crap. Yes. <laughs> an aristocrat. That's, yes. That's one of my favorite, favorite I agree. parts. I agree. I, I like that. She's kind of internalized it, but she's taken ownership of it, just like she's taken ownership of this name, this nickname that her mother has given her, and she owns it now. It used to bite at her. It used to gnaw at her, and now she owns it. Mm-hmm. She's fancy. That's why this song's one of the most empowering songs for women, I think. Ever. Hot take. Maybe not. I don't know, ever, but it's, it's, it's interesting, right? Because it's a song about sex work. It's a song about a woman using her body to get money, but talking about how, like, she's reclaiming that for herself. She owns herself, right? She has all the power over herself. She doesn't let anyone else have it. That's that's what empowerment is for women. That's my hot take. Snaps. Thank Snaps. you. Lauren, you might have you just convinced me to raise my, my score up a little bit for this song because originally I was yeah. kind of just going off of it sounded and how it made me feel but i think i think you, you got into my soul a little bit that's exciting i'm i like the kind of energy that you're bringing and the the really critical lens that you're bringing i think that's really good it's really good i'm trying i'm trying i only listened to this song like four or five times but really I, yeah i had this song stuck in my head on repeat on spotify for like a week and a half <laughs> i couldn't stop i couldn't stop thinking well, about here's your one that. chance fancy don't let me down and i think Maybe that's another a part that's powerful about this song is that 11 word line. It just goes in circles, at least in my brain. That's the part that gets stuck in my head. Right. When the beat drops and there's like, here's your one chance fancy, don't let me down. And then again, here's your one chance fancy, don't let me down. And again and again and again. You say it so fast. Because I listen to the song. My gets twisted on that. Here's your one chance fancy, don't let me down. Here's your one chance, fancy. Here's your one chance, fancy. Don't let me down. Here's your one chance, fancy. Don't let me down. Yeah, it's. Oh my gosh. You gotta, you gotta get that English speed in there. English is not my first language. Literacy is not your strong suit. <laughs> um, shall we sum it up? Yeah, I only have one other thing. The uh, climax, the pivotal moment of the song. I might have been born plain white trash, but fancy was my name. In all three versions, it's it's the top of the song, right? It's the part where she's like, "This is my name. I'm claiming this." I might have come from white trash, but I'm here and I've worked hard to be here. This is my story. I, at least in the remix version, I envisioned myself at like a party and everyone just yelling, but fancy was my name. 
and then the beat dropping and dancing, right? That's that's like it, the anthem part of this song. Identifying with Fancy and being able to yell, Fancy wow. was my name. <laughs> Done. There you go. Said it all. And it's basically the only music in that part of the song. Like all the background stuff drops out except for like a zoom kind of sound. And it's just Reba yelling, not re- yelling, belting, but Fancy was my name. Get it, Uncle Leonard. Yes. So overall, big fan. The, the one thing I'll say, mm-hmm. it just to kind of compare it back to Reba's original, the one, yeah. the one yeah. thing, and I know they're, they're trying to do different things with, with the different versions. I think this one's more of a, a, a powerful anthem. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the original by Reba is more of a storytelling effort. And just the one thing I thought mm-hmm. that it, it missed was kind of the, the texture that storytelling brought. And that was the one thing that I I felt like was missed just because the lyrics are kind of jumbled together and you're just trying to get through them and to get yeah. to that powerful anthem mm-hmm. or, or powerful statement at the end. Um, so that was the only thing that I missed. But other than that, I thought it was a really mm-hmm. good, joyful song and something you could see your, your relatives having some fun, drinking, dancing, trying to see who could sound the least drunk while singing to it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad. I might bump it. I might bump it up. I might bump it up. What are you bumping it up to? Uh, I might give it like a, a 6.7. 6.7. Wow, from a 6.6 to 6.7. Well, well, it was at a 5.3 actually. 5.3 oh, oh, oh. Was the remix. And then I bumped. Are you putting the remix ahead of the original? Oh, yeah. Original's now at 6.6. Remix, 6.7. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Loving it. We love to see a story arc. A comeback story. Yes. Rags to riches. Story. Story. Mm-hmm. 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 And that's what Reba gives us. Um, have you seen the music video? I have not. No. I watched it. It's it's the original version, or the original Reba version. Um, but older Fancy goes back to visit her childhood home, and she's, like, walking around the house, and there's flashbacks to what's happening in the story of the song. And it's actually really good, but it's very sad. It, watching the video made me realize that the Reba song feels a lot sadder than, like, I felt listening to it before. It's pretty good, so I would watch it. Also, Reba wears some pretty stellar sunglasses. I'll have to take a look. Let's take a break, and when we get back, we'll dive right into what's happening this week. happening this week i didn't do any research so you have to answer that question i don't have any like today in history of abba but i do have a couple days ago bjorn was interviewed online as saying this is for abba as saying new music will quote be there eventually which is exciting but also very sad because you know they keep saying oh we'll have it in six months from now or we'll have it in eight months from now and we keep getting there and it's not happening so and they're they're getting up there they're getting up there and they're getting they're getting quite old <laughs> Uh, I would I would love to see an ABBA reunion oh, I'd love. before one of them dies. Oh, Lord. Hopefully, you know, by the time that happens, maybe our podcast will be on the up and up and people will be interested in it and yes. we can see some. I would love to see ABBA live. I would cry. I would cry the entire time, but I would love to see it. I would love to see them in their Eurovision outfits. Yes. But now. At 76 years old singing yes. the songs that made them famous i would love to see that do i think it'll happen perhaps not probably not but 
It's okay. There's always those cover bands. Yes. Which I did see one time. That was one of my first dates with Mr. Nathan. Was it really? Oh, yes. I'm so jealous. We packed a light little picnic dinner with some prosciutto and cheese and... That sounds heavenly. Why didn't you take me? We were already married by then. You and me? Oh, yeah. We, we We were life partners by then, so... Aristocrat! Aristocrat! Lauren, what are you peeping jamming to this week? My jam this week, and it's gonna sound really basic, but I was watching the fancy music video, and I found a live performance of Vogue at the 1990 MTV Awards, and I'm obsessed with this video. Madonna? Yes. The one and only. Vogue by Madonna. But specifically this video, she's dressed up as Marie Antoinette. Of course she is. Of course she is. It's abs- <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful. And like it's very obvious that she's lip singing. Like, but who cares? Like the th- the theatrics of it really make up for it. That's amazing. It's very good. Very very good dancing, very funny. I'm going to watch it again. Um Julie, what are you PB and jamming to this week? What flavor of jam you got? Lauren, I I am peeping and jamming to some Chris Stapleton. New music from him. It's a song called Cold. And it's so good. It's so good. It makes me wish that I had like a little growl in my voice. (laughs) I have zero growl. I have zero growl. See, when I get all excited, I sound like I'm five years old. My voice just gets higher and higher. When I used to play basketball... You're supposed to talk on the court to all your, all your friends. When I would yell and like, I got ball, I got ball, but it'd be like, I got ball, I got ball. <laughs> nobody, I love nobody it. was intimidated by me, five foot two, and no, it's okay. Yeah, but yeah, I'm listening to "Cold" by Chris Stapleton. It's a good one. Somebody did him wrong. Oh, somebody did him wrong. Oh, he is not happy about it. She put his love on ice. Wow. It's so good. It's so good. I will listen to it right after we finish this podcast. I'm I'm a big old fan of it. Because it starts out, it's got some piano. I used to play piano. Mm -hmm. I love that. Then it comes in with the strings. It's got his voice. It's got all these different flavors to it. It's got that, that kick drum in it. It's just a good quality song. It's so good. It's so sassy. Julie, thank you for the music. Lauren, thank you for the music. The songs you're singing. And thank you all out there for listening to our podcast. You can find us online at ABBA Podcast on Instagram. You can listen to other episodes of Thank You For The Music at ABBAPodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. And you can email us at hello at ABBAPodcast.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show and as always thank you for the music thank you for the, the music we're still the songs singing we're still string did you say springing still singing St- oh yeah i did <laughs> intentionally <laughs> we're still stringing that's what i said stringing i'm uh, stringing along baby beautiful you got it you you finished it out i'm sorry that's okay I, I screwed you up. don't forget to rate and review the show and as always thank you for the music the songs were still singing
Florida? I think that was our best one yet. 